The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. And we'd like to welcome you to another edition of Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio. Catch us out on that LI News Radio app. Take us wherever you go so that you can find out what's going on in our schools across Long Island. Spotlight on Long Island Schools is brought to you by the Nassau Suffolk School Boards Association, serving Long Island School Boards since 1959. I'm your host, Bob Vecchio, and this week in our Spotlight, it's a special issues segment. We've talked about this a lot with school administrators, school officials, the mental health crisis that is going on in our schools, and in particular with our adolescents and our adult population as well. And I came across a unique program that is starting to take root and hold on Long Island, and we're going to talk about that program to help deal with some of the mental health struggles that our students are dealing with on a daily basis. And we want to welcome to the program Josh Liss from Counselor, spelled C-O-U-N-S-L-R. And we're going to learn about his company, what they offer, and how they can help our students in our schools on a daily basis. Josh, welcome to Spotlight on Long Island Schools. And you are the CEO of this company, right? And a concept, and you're a Long Island native. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about Counselor and what you guys do. Yeah. First of all, thank you for having me. Um, it's great to be here. So definitely passionate about what we can do on Long Island. I am from Dix Hills originally, as is uh, one of our other two co-founders, Tyler Fisher. Um, and then the third co-founder at Counselor, Roy Reichback, lived in Roslyn most of his life. So definitely deep roots on Long Island. We started Counselor in late 2019. I always like to say before the word COVID was really even in anyone's vocabulary. From day one, our mission was always to make mental health support more accessible, for, originally for students and faculty in, in school environments, but always understanding that the need stretched far greater than just within academic environments. Just to set the stage with some stats that helps inform the conversation, one in five adults and one in six U.S. youth suffer from a mental illness. And while that's obviously alarming for a variety of reasons, what's most alarming to us at Counselor in particular is that the majority of people who need help just don't seek it at all. That's usually due to three common hurdles that most people face related to cost, inconvenience, and stigma. And so really what we've built is purpose-built to address those three specific hurdles and make it super easy to engage with a licensed counselor so that those quote-unquote small issues can stay small. And really what we do is partner with organizations of all shapes and sizes, so schools to support their students and faculty, businesses to support their employees, really any organization we can work with to support their people. And when that partnership is established, all of their constituents get access to an unlimited number of live texting sessions with licensed mental health professionals available 24-7, 365, on demand or by appointment. So for us, really, the name of the game in our mission statement is to better reach those traditionally unreachable, those who need help uh, but just don't seek it. Yeah, and we talk all the time on this program about the lack of accessibility and the infrastructure that is not really up to speed to handle the demand that is out there. And again, both adult and youth. And I've always been of the belief, and statistically this is supported too, so it's not like some revelation I have here, but mental illness or mental health issues that are not addressed younger 
compound in size over time manifests itself in much uglier ways as people age out, you know, and that's where you see self-medication and leads to addiction and mental health illness, suicidal ideations, all, all the stats just are going in the wrong direction uh, for our, our kids in particular. And of course, our younger population, our young adults, uh, it's it's been a tough time. And this was an issue that was growing before the pandemic, right? The pandemic kind of exacerbated it and brought it to a whole different level. But we were seeing students attempting suicide at greater rates pre-pandemic. And we're talking primary grade level students. We're talking, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth graders and it, really alarming stuff. But what I want to make very clear to folks, you know, you're not a treatment agency. You're a resource in the, in what I would describe as the continuum of care, right? Uh, somebody that can feel comfortable enough to reach out to seek some level of guidance, advice, or the first step in the journey for seeking help. So distinguish for us how your service, because a lot of folks will get nervous, you know, is this treatment, how is it paid for, how is it, distinguish for us though, exactly the parameters of what you do and what are some of the limitations. Yeah, uh, it's a really great question, and I think a really important distinction to make. And I always say we're not here to be everything for everyone, but we can be a lot of things for a, for a big piece of the population, particularly the one that I just mentioned, those who, who need that help and just don't seek it. Um, though we only hire licensed counselors, they are not providing counseling or therapy. So they're not diagnosing, they're not treating, and they're not prescribing medication. Um, we're also not a crisis service, at least by design. We were specifically designed to help people deal with the transitory issues and anxieties that they face uh, throughout their day-to-day -day lives. And so our counselors will provide support, share coping strategies, empathy, reflective listening, uh, sharing of resources. Whenever I, I speak to schools, and we're proud to have just partnered with uh, Half Hollow Hills on Long Island, uh, which is actually where I went to high school. So particularly exciting for a variety of reasons. And when I speak to students at, at any of these schools, I always like to say, and it could be a bit of an oversimplification, but it gets the message across that counselor, the app, which is where our services are housed within, is sort of like a best friend in your pocket who just happens to be a licensed counselor. And for most people, um, they're faced with ultimately two common options. Option one being more traditional therapy, which of course is fantastic for the people who need traditional therapy. But We've got a bit of a, a shortage of providers throughout the United States, and there are a lot of people who seek an elevated level of care when really all they needed was someone just to talk to in that moment. Um, the other side of the coin are those crisis resources, the crisis hotline, crisis text line, things like that. Um, also extremely valuable, but particularly for people who are in crisis situations. And then there's this gigantic gap in the middle for people who face these issues or these day-to-day -day issues that, that ultimately can boil up and become even greater issues. And most of the time, most people opt to do nothing at all when faced with options one or options two. And so that's the gap we're hoping to fill to make it easy for people to address issues in the moment while they're still quote unquote small so that they can remain small. Give us some of the examples of some of the things that the students would reach out on your app for. You know, you're saying some of the minimal issues before they build up and become issues. What what are some of the typical outreaches you get from the clients that you're serving? Yes. Uh, so I would say the most common issue we're facing right now, or at least that the students we're engaging with are facing, are relationship issues related to family um, peers, friends, things of that nature, which is particularly interesting, again, because we're a text-based service. Uh, it's very challenging to ask mom and dad to drive you to and pay for a therapy session when they're the people you want to talk about. And additionally, say you were engaging in a video session and you wanted to talk about mom and dad or your brother or sister, it's tough to do that when they're in the room next door. <laughs> so being able to engage through text 
and you could be sitting in the same room as someone, they wouldn't even know that you're technically in a session, has proven to be especially valuable for this population who wants to talk about these issues but can't necessarily do so in the environment that they're in. Another really common issue that students are facing right now are sleep-related issues. Um, there's a, a variety of reasons why sleep issues might be, be coming to light. I, I don't have the, um, the specific root causes, but I have some assumptions around um, you know, the pervasive use of technology and social media and how easy it is to stay up on your phone all night long, the increasingly competitive nature of trying to get into college and get a good job and the like, and you know, staying up late to do your homework and, and all those sorts of things, which I know we experienced uh, when we were students in school as well, but I think has only increased in terms of the, the level of difficulty that these students are facing in, in, in that regard. So I would say those are, are two of the biggest issues, anxiety being another gigantic one, and anxiety manifests in a variety of, of ways, shapes, and forms. But you know, those, those three are really what we're seeing most students texting in about. And how do you go about recruiting the staff, your licensed credentialed staff, to offer this service? So we only hire licensed counselors. And again, we're providing a subclinical service. And while we're not technically required to have licensed counselors providing this service, it was important to us that there was a licensed individual on the other end of the phone, both because it's just great to have a qualified person there engaging with, with a student or employee, whoever's using the service. But if it's determined that our service is not enough and someone would benefit from some longer term more traditional therapy, we have a licensed counselor on the other end to make that determination and make that warm handoff whenever appropriate. But with respect to how we actually recruit them, we try our best to collaborate with relevant organizations. For example, we've worked with the New York Mental Health Counselors Association, putting out job ads through their newsletter, through their database uh, to attract relevant counselors who might want to work on the platform. Similar organizations like uh, the equivalent organization for licensed clinical social workers will work with there's other great job boards online like I Hire Mental Health, Health, which is specifically focused on recruiting uh, behavioral health clinicians and specialists. Um, so we're in a variety of places and, and, and doing a variety of things. I'm pretty proud of the of the vetting process that we have to make sure our counselors are are doing the right job uh, or, or doing the job that we hired them to do rather. Um, so you know, on top of just getting to know them, um, we do make sure that they are engaging in, in, in a manner in which they're supposed to through simulation-based assessments and you know, generally monitoring quality on an ongoing basis. So definitely one of the things we're most proud of. And with a 98% counselor retention rate, I think our counselors appreciate the platform as well. We're speaking with Josh Liss, and he's one of the founders of Counselor.com. It's an online service for students and adults to reach out to, to kind of help with some mild anxieties or maybe some life issues that you're dealing with. And in a very new format, something that's a little foreign to me, I'm used to face-to-face contact and, you know, video conferences needs is even a step for me, but, you know, text, talking to somebody to work through an issue. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some of the successes, some of the growth and where he sees these services going in the future. You're listening to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio and catch on that LI News Radio app. We'd like to welcome you back to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio and catch us on that LI News Radio app. And one more thing, check out our Facebook page, Spotlight on Long Island Schools. That's your place to suggest a program club or activity that your district is involved in. And your students and school district may be the next one right here in our spotlight. This week, it's a special issues segment of Spotlight on Long Island Schools, and we're talking about mental health. 
mental wellness and some services that are out there. And this is kind of a unique service. When I heard about it uh, some time ago, it was new for me and I was intrigued by it. And it's a new online service that students and adults can reach out to and help work through some mild health issues. And we're speaking with Josh Liss, one of the founders of Counselor. And again, you can find them at counselor.com and it's spelled C-O-U-N-S-L-R.com. Right. You're just leaving off a couple letters there, Josh. But, you know, you really do offer a unique service. And, and I was really glad to hear that you're not trying to replace traditional forms of treatment and psychotherapy, because that that does have a role and plays a significant role in person or video conferencing. But, you know, your app, again, text messaging, again, for somebody my age, you know, sit there and work through a problem via text message. But for the younger generation, this is really how things are done. This is a means of communication, probably the main way. But your service also is widespread enough to kind of reach the unreachable. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So and a perfect intro to that, because our mission statement really is to better reach the traditionally unreachable. And I think some of the data we have now coming out of a lot of the schools we're working with has been quite remarkable, to say the least. Eighty three percent of students who use counselor today had never previously sought mental health support before. And that's not because their school counselors are not fantastic counselors and clinicians. And it's not because they don't necessarily have the health insurance. Obviously, some people face those issues, but others don't. On Long Island in particular, you know, it, it varies based on on the schools that we're working with. But time and time again, the feedback that we get from students, really people of all ages, because just to give you a sense, 81% of people across the entire platform, including adults, had never previously sought mental health support. So the stat is just a bit more dramatic in the youth population. But the feedback that we continue to get is that so many people are just not comfortable engaging face-to-face or in person with respect to their mental health for that first time seeking support. And so, um, as you sort of alluded to earlier on, you know, for most people to take that first step, we can really be a, a palatable entryway into the notion of, of prioritizing your mental wellness. And if you picture yourself in a school, for example, as, as a student, you have no problem telling your friend when you scraped your knee and you need to go to the nurse. But if you had a challenging interaction with a peer or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whoever it might be, most people are not as open about going to see the mental health professional within their school about those same sets of issues. And so for a variety of reasons, you know, we've, we've proven to be able to help that population in those ways. And another, I think, relevant and, and important stat, nearly half of the sessions on the platform take place when providers aren't even traditionally available. So that's nights, that's weekends, that's holidays. We also stay up through the summer, even when schools are not available or less available. So you know, definitely have have proven to be able to help those individuals outside of of standard operating hours. And I mean, it makes sense when you think about it. Um, You can't really schedule your transitory anxieties that you face day to day to fit into the hours of operation of a counseling center. So for a variety of reasons, putting a resource like counselor in the hands of of young people, people of all ages, but especially young people who are used to that instant gratification, who are used to engaging in an on-demand capacity has really allowed us to to meet them where they are. Right. I mean, if you're going to help out in the moment, you got to be available in the moment. So a couple questions come to mind to dispel some concerns, right? So I'm thinking about this on multiple levels as a school board, part of the governance team level, as a parent, as a, an intrigued adult. When they send a text, it's not artificial intelligence or, or, or bot responding. It's an actual person. 
Absolutely. These are licensed counselors that we actually, they are staffed around the clock, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And we, we've got a pretty unique payment model with our counselors in that we pay them whether they are in a session or not, just to be on call. So that's how we're able to guarantee that quick response time and ensure that someone is actually at their computer waiting for a session to come in. And again, you know, AI, I think is a fantastic tool that will be utilized for a lot of fantastic reasons. Uh, but when it comes to dealing with very human problems like that of mental health, uh, from what we're seeing, it's it's just incredibly valuable to have a human on the other end. Talk to us about protecting one's confidentiality. Yeah, uh, another really important consideration, especially because stigma is one of the biggest reasons people don't seek support. If they don't perceive us as a safe space and if we don't operate as a safe space, we ultimately won't get utilized, which is counter to what we're trying to accomplish. So the counselor mobile app, which is what every student would engage in, is HIPAA, FERPA, COPA compliant, NYS2D compliant. We always do our best to, to cross our T's and dot our I's. And the app itself is both two-factor authentication protected. The student puts a passcode on it. They also can use face ID if their phone allows it to. So even if, you know, they say their phone got stolen, for example, and the individual was able to break into their phone, they wouldn't even be able to get into the counselor app without having that individual's face or unique passcode for the counselor app itself. So, um, you know, every step of the way, we do our best to make sure that students or anyone using the app feels safe and, and comfortable, understanding that they simply just won't if, if they don't perceive it as a safe space for them. Are your counselors mandatory reporters? A, a student reaches out, texts something that is, you know, well beyond the norm and you know school officials are mandatory reporters about certain items and certain things talk to us about that yeah so our, our counselors are mandatory reporters uh or mandated reporters rather both uh, because they are licensed counselors and also because when we partner with the school we are a contracted service from the school and so therefore we operate in a similar way and make sure that uh, you know, we are overly cautious and in, in ensuring that every relevant agency is aware if certain issues arise, you know, pertinent to a student. And how do you monitor? Because as a parent then, right, if my kids have access to this and I don't even know they're having access to it, how do you monitor boundaries? Right. Because unfortunately, in today's day and age, we hear all the time about not so good people getting in the environments that put them in front of potential victims and grooming them in a way. And I could see this being a very lucrative access point for them. How, how do you go about monitoring your staff to make sure that they're staying within the boundaries and they're not overstepping either clinically or totally inappropriately? Yeah, I mean, definitely an important consideration. Um, the last thing we want to do is be in a position to help a student and ultimately hurt them more than we were helping them. That's obviously, you know, not not what we're here to do. Um, so when we do interview our counselors, just to give you a sense of, of the overall, you know, vetting and, and quality assurance process, we're getting to know them, we're vetting their license, we're, we're checking references, we're making sure that they are you know, in all instances, good clinicians, so to speak. We also engage in, and this is actually quite unique compared to even large healthcare systems, simulation-based assessments. So we're actually running through mock sessions with counselors to get a sense for how they engage within that environment. So that ultimately, you know, you could be a therapist in private practice for 20 years and your skills might not translate to a text-based modality. And you could be, you know, uh, I guess, alternatively, a therapist who's been licensed for five or six years, and you may not have decades of experience, but you're you're quite effective over text. So we're really looking for, for counselors who are effective in our specific means of supporting people. Um, as far as ongoing quality assurance, we, we do as much as we can. Post-session surveys are made available to students after every single session so that they can give us a sense of 
how our counselors interacted. These are pieces of feedback which we receive that the counselors don't so that the students know or anyone using the app knows that they have a direct line to counselor administration should they need to report an instance with a counselor. Uh, again, proud to say that we have a 95% satisfaction rating amongst our users. So very rarely are we experiencing instances where a student is not satisfied with a counselor. And thank goodness we've never had an instance where a counselor was abusing their authority or, or acting inappropriately. Um, but we are always monitoring that feedback. And you know, if hypothetically a counselor got multiple negative reviews, that would be cause for us to look deeper into the scenario and, and figure out what might be wrong and intervene as necessary. And you know, unfortunately, I mean, look at schools, right? You know, you could do your best hiring teachers and um, administrators and and faculty, whoever it might be. You'll never be perfect. Unfortunately, time and time again, we see in the news that school officials or administrators or teachers, whoever it might be, maybe abusing their power in one way, shape or form. All we could do is set up the guardrails and, and, and the protocols to make sure we're doing the best job that we can. And, you know, I'm really, really proud of, of the job we've done to date. And if folks want to find out more information about Counselor and how it can help them or maybe help their school district, how would they find out? So you could definitely head on over to counselor.com. That's C-O-U-N-S-L-R.com. Um, we've got a lot of great resources on the website that will give you some more insight into who we are and what we do. There's also a little request a demo form. So if you put your name in and your email address in and press the request a demo button, someone from our team will get in touch with you over email. And we'd be happy to dive deeper with you on what we do, how we do it, and explain or answer any questions that you might have. We also have, for what it's worth, a catch-all email, hello at counselor.com. In case you want to email us directly, we're always monitoring that email and happy to answer any questions you might have. Great. Josh, thank you so much for jumping into a much needed space to help support our students and our adults with mental wellness. You've been listening to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio. And again, catch us on the LI News Radio app. Thank you for tuning in each and every week to hear about some amazing programs and amazing initiatives that are going on in our school districts across Long Island to help support mental wellness as well as academic success with our kids across Long Island. Listen, we have 420,000 reasons in Nassau and Suffolk County why we have to get it right. And we appreciate you tuning in each and every week to learn more about it. Have a great day until next week. Take care. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.